0: The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com.
1: When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
0: There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that.
2: I found it very strange that he was actually upside down <laughs> for us to start with. What was that And about? his chain, his massive
0: 50 cent chain was like, <laughs> was all place. <laughs>
2: everyone. Welcome to Writers House on Ringer SC. I hope you're all safe and well. Today we're going to talk about the Premier League race for the top four. We're going to give flowers to Kieran Trippier, talk a little bit about my time at Burnley and look ahead to his first game in the Arnold Clark Cup. And my guests are Flo Lloyd Hughes and Mr Ryan Hahn. How are you doing guys? Good. Feeling good. Very well, thanks. Yeah, good. How are you? What have you done? You're looking very cheeky. <laughs> yeah, you are you know, looking so, cheeky. You know what? I don't, I don't feel cheeky, but I think because um, the Nancy and the girls have gone, they've gone doing their stuff, so I could just do my stuff. I can just be in the house like a man and do man stuff. What are,
0: what, what are you doing? What
2: What do you doing then?
1: You're doing an F1 championship. <laughs> That's what you're
2: doing. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did a qualify last night because I haven't dri- driven for a while, and then I went to golf. Do
0: you have <laughs> Do you terrible. have one of those? Do you have one of those special like steering wheel and pedal N- things? No, situations? Yeah, I've
2: got I've got a steering wheel pedals. I swing, but not right. like a special one. Just the normal right. one. Just the normal. But one. then. Yeah. So I'm doing that man stuff. Um, what's it called? And then I went up, and then I watched the film Beaches. Barbara Hershey and Bette Midler. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? When they grow up together?
1: I haven't. It's one from back in the day, way I'm back in the
2: day. I've yeah, day. Done, yeah
0: fe- fe- I feel like we talked about it before. Who was I, ta- yeah, ta- I was talking I about this movie with someone recently?
2: Yeah. And it was Valentine's Day. I done a video with me cooking my food on my own, and the, and sent it to Nancy and the girls. Oh, that's so was cute. Was it just like that? Mm. <laughs> no, I was. Yeah, it was. It was that vibe where I was feeling really sorry for myself. After, I was like oh, oh. am yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was doing. and then I then I watched the film that made me cry <laughs> I don't oh. know why but when you
1: say like I'm home alone the first thing that comes into my head is like the cat with the cucumbers on it right yeah,
2: it's just relaxing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely
2: it's really hard for me because like first when you get in there's no noise no re- welcome no yeah. nothing and then you just have to get on with oh, Oh no, I've got to do stuff.
0: I'm like you. I hate, I hate silence. I hate, I hate being in the house on my own. I hate, like, I find it really weird when I haven't got like company or music oh, wow. or noise in the background. I find it so weird. i
1: Fucking love it. Do you, right. I love no, I oh I it. Oh my god. I don't I love I mean, it. Even, I mean I talk to I talk to myself though. So. Do you? Yeah, when I'm home. I, I, I talk
2: to myself as well. i do that bro. I, I, I don't do mind when that. I
0: do when when I'm doing something, like if I'm if I'm doing something and I keep doing wrong, I'm like, oh it's a bit stupid, isn't it? Like I'll talk to myself like that. Like I'll give myself a little like commentary and
1: narrative. I did it when I was watching the Newcastle game, which we'll talk about in a bit. And he was talking about some Maxaban breaking forward and he goes, Get someone to the right and I just went, To the left, to the left like, just watching, just watching, just watching, just,
2: I just came out <laughs> with <laughs> it. Oh <laughs> 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 uh. right, you mentioned Newcastle. And I think I'm probably gonna give flowers to this next guy, Kieran Trippier. We're going straight in on the flowers. I'm yeah, looking. I think can we do that? Because I think that of anybody, I think Kieran Trippier should get flowers. I remember when Carl Walker left, and obviously Potter said, Hang on a minute, this Kieran Trippier's is pretty good. Yeah, I can sell him for fifty million. And was thinking, Well, we'll, we'll see what's happened. Did not miss him a bit. Didn't miss mm-hmm. Kyle Walker one iota under that in that potch side. You know what I mean? He's, I think he's very underrated with his delivery, very underrated player. The fact that Gareth loves him, so he plays on the left, he plays on the right. Went to Atleti, team of the year when they won the league. Simeone didn't want him to come back, but he wanted to come back to England. No one could tell me that Kieran Trippi was going to be the face of Newcastle's um, change. No one could have said a 30-year-old, what, 30, 31-year-old right back was going to be able to come into Newcastle and change it like he has. I have to give this man flowers.
1: I watched a lot of Kieran Trippier last year um, for Atleti and he was mm. such, like you said, he was such an integral part of that side that won the league for Atleti and quite an underappreciated member of that squad Enough. during his time yeah. there anyway. Like he was he was absolutely integral. It was such a coup for Newcastle United. Because you remember Man United were after him as well, you know. Man yeah. United wanted to take him. I was a little bit concerned in terms of like, is the motivation going to be there? Like it must be mm. quite hard to go from someone like Simeone winning the league at Atleti to then go into a side that's struggling in a relegation battle. It's really interesting how some players who fit at one side just go to another side because they almost want like a different role. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's the thing that Kieran Trippi has done. He's kind of moved now more into like a full leadership role. on yes. the armband straight away yes. pretty much they've just synced together like club and player, which he's been amazing. And they're going to really miss him now because he's out with this foot injury. Yes. Which is such a shame.
0: Also, I feel like it's a throwback. Do you remember when everyone used to get metatarsal injuries? Like the Beckham, the Rooney one. I feel like we haven't heard about this injury for ages and suddenly at this crucial time for Newcastle United, he scores a free kick. Suddenly the metatarsal curse is is back. And Mm. I I feel really bad for him.
1: Do you remember when uh, when that... Spate of metatarsal stuff happened, and they were Mm. like, "Is it the new plastic boots? Boots, yes, (laughs)
2: Yes, the boots." Yeah, Yeah. you know something. I had to go up to. I had to go up to do Alan Shearer's foundation. Alan Shearer's foundation is magnificent. What he's doing up there for the kids and the underprivileged people up there is magnificent. I've got to give him that. And he's got. They've got to start thinking about the knighthood for my man, my mate. It's got to be knighted. It's amazing what he's doing. And when I was up there. Oh, mate, the vibe in Newcastle is happening. Everybody, you know, and this is why it is a shame that Kieran trippier has got the injury when he's got the injury. But saying that, if they could continue to ride this way, because I think Newcastle are fine now. I don't think they're going to be going down now because I think that they were in a little bit of danger. They were definitely in a bit of danger, but <laughs> Kieran Trippier going, is going to cause them a bit of problems. But the, if, if it's anything to go by with the fans and the energy in that place, Newcastle is going to be fine.
1: Three wins in three. Four point gap on Norwich who have played a game more. And with Everton beating uh, Leeds on the weekend as well, it kind of looks like those two have pulled away a little bit. And that's really seems yeah. to have changed over the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah. But you see, when you look down there, it's, 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 it's what, what, which one of those teams can put together a, a couple of wins. Cause you know something it's, it's it's so tough down there. A couple of wins gets you away. Yeah. From it. it literally saves you. I think Newcastle with those three wins it saved them. Because I don't, I'm not. Sh- I look at Norwich. I tell you who I really worry for: Brentford. Mm. I thought that they may have had enough points to keep them in a place where they might Same. be okay, but I feel
0: their form fi- recently has been yeah. really
1: poor. God, I just can't see those bottom three accumulating enough points to leapfrog Brentford. You don't think Burnley? Well, I mean, Burnley have got, they've got four games in hand, right? But they're still 12 points behind. So they're going to have to win Mm. three of those four just to get level on points with Brentford. That's a big guess. Who they, who they, yeah, but I don't know who their next few games are. Oh, in terms of fixtures. Mm.
0: They've got Brighton, Spurs, Palace, Leicester, and then Chelsea, which is obviously really tough. But I think they could win three of those games. Leicester are in a rot. They could beat Palace and they could beat Brighton. I think
2: that Burnley could
1: do that.
0: And they could beat Spurs. They could beat Spurs.
1: You two sound like Rio Ferdinand and Owen Hargreaves. That's the win. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> that's a win.
2: That's, that's win. a win. How good was that? I love that. It's that's brilliant. a win. But you know something? You look at it at the time you think, yep, yeah, that's a win. That's a win. But no, no, I'm, I'm with Flo here. I'm with you, Flo. I think a Burnley, especially Sean Dyche's Burnley, and I know that Vigles missed a couple of chances the other day against Liverpool, I was watching them. And again, everyone would have thought, yeah, Liverpool are going to beat them. Liverpool beat them 1-0, but like the chances that Burnley had, Burnley mm. should have, they should have done something. So they could take that, take something from that game. They should have got something from that game. So those games, what we're talking about, what they've coming up now, apart from Chelsea, you have to say that they've got more than a good chance of of, of, of getting stuff out of that game to to, to leapfrog of Brentford. Because I'm looking at Brentford at the moment and, I can't see. I can't see their goals. I can't see who they're going to beat. They don't. It doesn't look like they can beat anyone.
0: I hate to like go go um more reoffending on this, but mm. what Burnley have as well is that they're hard to beat. They're really mm. hard to beat. They're hard mm. to break down. They're stubborn. Mm. They've got very good organised defenders, and they're an organised team. They just don't have goals in them. Whereas you look around, some of those other other teams and they just can't stop letting in goals. Watford yeah. have a terrible championship level defense, Norwich as well. They leaking so many goals whereas Burnley don't have that. So as soon mm. as Van Vinkos can really really hit the ground running and get confidence and start banging them in which Flo, I think he's definitely capable of. He looks it, good.
2: He should have done it against Liverpool. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, he had that the one chance didn't he? Yeah, and, and sometimes, you know, I think that for somebody to come in and you're playing against Liverpool, and you, you, you want your first goal to be a, a beautiful dink. You can't be thinking about beautiful dink. You've got to be thinking about I'm getting this in the goal because the dink was so poor. He got it yeah. so wrong. It was actually missing the goal. He's,
0: al- he's already thinking about his, his, he's, how he's going to feature uh, in the Premier yeah. League years for 2021, 20, <laughs> 2022. Don't worry about that. Don't worry oh about that.
1: Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go. Should we talk about top four?
2: Yes, Let. yes,
1: yes. Do you know what my favorite weekends are as, a, as an Arsenal fan? Go on. The ones where they don't play. <laughs> oh my god. No
0: one wants it. No oh one wants it. Oh my god. It.
1: Is there a, I- is there a more chilled weekend <laughs> as a football fan? then your team not- and everyone else around you trips up
2: yeah but even when we don't, we didn't play even when we did play and we beat Wolves and we went down to 10 men and you know what I mean Neves is coming I, I was vexed with Neves coming out and saying look how Arsenal are celebrating you know what I mean I said what's wrong with you that's an unbelievable result for Arsenal the way that you lot have been playing Wolves one nil away from home to down to 10 men and we get the goal Jesus Christ that is fucking calls for celebration I don't care what anyone says People just, some people just hate fun though. Some people just party poopers. Exactly. When you look at Arsenal, so Arsenal, we have to go to Spurs, we've got to go to Chelsea, West Ham, we've got Manchester United to come at the Emirates. Um, it's going to be tough. I've said, I'd be, I said at the start of the season, the way the season started for us, if we could get six, I'd be so happy. And I think he'd be a little, he'd be where he should be in and around eight, six. And then you start to progress from there. I think that if Arsenal could, when you look at how everybody is at the moment and how everybody's got to play each other, if Arsenal can win games like I saw them win against Wolves, I'll be happy with that. You know, I feel, I feel for West Ham in this top four because they've got a, the, the yeah. seriousness of the, the that Europa League coming now and it gets more intense now. They play more frequently. You know what I mean? The game's a lot tougher.
0: And their uh, squad's not that big, you know. No, They're already a bit depleted no. with injury. And as soon as they lose a couple more, they look thin on the ground.
2: That's the thing. That's why you have to worry for them. You know, Spurs, I don't know what's happened with Spurs. Spurs go to City, United, Liverpool, um, Arsenal, West Ham at home to come. Tough games with us. Spurs that looking how they are now, right? Uh, and United got to City, Arsenal, Liverpool, and they've got Spurs and Chelsea at home as well. So I, I think, I don't know. I can't call it. I can't call it. But when you look at how poorly teams are performing and like you rightly said, right? When teams play like that and your team don't play, it is a beautiful time to, to be alive. With I, all I, I nearly respect. bought a
1: pack of cigars.
2: I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> this
0: so I'm this is, I just
2: want to watch yeah, the chaos.
0: But not, I hate, Ryan, I hate to be like the party pooper, but
1: don't flow. Don't do it. What are you doing? Flo? Flo's going to do what do, we know,
0: of what we know of Arsenal the last few years. Are they going to take advantage of this opportunity that's just been handed to them?
1: Oh, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what are you talking about?
2: No, no come on. No, We've Mikhail looks very focused. Come on, no, mate. No, I'm going to think, look- think we are. I think we are. Who's going well, to do it then? United? Well, can I, can not I, share,
1: United. Can I, can I share something? Uh, I'd, I, I feel like I should go to confession.
2: Go on, come on. I'm not
1: even religious, but like, I should go to
2: confession. Okay, I'm listening.
1: I looked at the table.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I've seen the results and I looked at the games in hand and I was just like, you know, third. Eight,
2: oh uh, no, <laughs> no, no, oh, God, no, no, <laughs> no, no, Rai. no, no. No, right. No, right. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine if I was the priest on the other side and you reacted like that? No, no, Don't God, the, no. Oh God. Not enough holy water. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ Not No, way no, no I'm kidding No I'm kidding oh, Of course Jesus I'm kidding Christ. But there you go You got me there You got me but No I think that
1: with the top four stuff So for West Ham Out of everyone They will probably be The most chilled Because Top four Or Champions League I don't think was like yeah. in, a, a must Achieve uh, Another top six for them Is, is huge this season um, Because at least It's a sign of I mean you've seen this So many times before Where Maybe, you know, an outsider will break into that top six.
2: Mm. So what happens to Leicester when they try they, to do it? Yeah, and
1: then they just can't, they can't sustain it. If West Ham can mm. do it again this year, I'd say that's arguably more impressive than doing it last year. Manchester United are an interesting one because I thought Ralph Rangnick made a really good point after the Southampton game. He would worry more if they weren't creating. And I think that's something that you've seen... A lot of managers say this season, I think Moussa and I spoke about it on Stadio, like Thomas Tuchel came out after a couple of disappointing results that Chelsea had and just said, we're creating chances and the performance was fine, so I'm happy with that and that'll come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thomas Frank did the same thing at Brentford and I think managers are more, I mean, if you look at the XG, for example, like Manchester United had enough to win that game against Southampton. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is a concern, but I think again, it kind of comes back to the like, well, Ronaldo is in there to be a finisher. If Ronaldo's not finishing... And what else is he in there for? Exactly. Mm. But you're just rehashing the same stuff over and over again, right? I do think Mikel, and I'm not, and I, the third thing was a total joke, so do, please don't come after me. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I think Mikel will be looking at that and and thinking,
2: I, what I What are Russell's
1: this. games in hand? Burnley and Spurs, right? They're Burnley, the two that yeah. got postponed.
2: Yeah. yeah, they're tough.
1: He would expect to take four points out of that, though. I think.
2: In the current climate, I'd like him to be thinking. I'd love him, I'd love him to be thinking. I wouldn't want to go, go into those two games. And we know how tough Burnley will be in Tottenham's a derby. Um, so that's going to be tough anyway. But I think we need four points out of that in this current, in the current mm. climate where we are now. We need at least four points out of that just to keep it going. You can't, you, you can't, I don't think we could lose any of those. Um, And t- I don't think two points is enough because whatever you say about United, They've got the kind of firepower and the players that, like Ralph said, they are creating stuff and they will start to take, they'll take them. Yeah, they'll click. They will click. And that's what worries you about United. But what else is happening at United is there's something happening in in fighting-y kind of vibe to the point where Gary Neville says, I know who the moles are. I know what it is. There's stuff happening there. That Did Gary Neville say that? That yes, sounds like
0: something from yeah. the Mars Singer, not yeah. United Infight. I know who the mole is. It's
2: just, <laughs> I know he knows who the people are who are causing the problems in respect to the talking and the stuff like that. You think if that's happening there, how do, mm. how do you continue to do that and put in the kind of performances you need to win the games that they have to win? When we saw our Southampton could have beat them,
0: but you know what also, you know what's a good sign is that with the Arsenal Aubameyang situation, we still don't really know what happened and that's no. a sign of a good
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, leadership it's
0: on that because they kept it tight. Yeah. The the info didn't escape whereas in United there's more info. rumors and gossip every 5 seconds.
1: Yeah, yeah Musa said this that like you only ever really hear stuff leak from Arsenal that they kind of want it leak, want leak. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They're
0: very good at being in charge yeah. of the message. Maybe, like. T- do you remember
1: when Mourinho was at his second stint at Chelsea and he did that post-match interview and he was just like, there's rats in the dressing room. I
0: man.
2: I feel for Conte because unless they've told him in the summer, we're going to give you everything you want, I cannot see him staying there. Really? You think, you think he's I, going to go I in the summer? I can't see. They, they've. Got, Spurs cannot carry on like they are now. Nothing happening in January with a manager like Conte, a winning manager, a manager that's aggressive and he wants his team to be aggressive and winning. And The, the way Spurs are at the moment, I'm sorry, watching them against Wolves. Those I'm, two goals no. were a total mess. Come man? on, man. I feel like Come on.
0: Is it, it's a weird one because I can't tell if he's saying things because he wants more time and he wants more money. And yeah. he obviously got a few players in January, but sees the summer as a real opportunity to get what he needs to put together this team. Or he's genuinely saying, I can't work with this shit. I can't, I can't like,
2: as in it's he's, done, there's he's no opportunity. I can't he's work doing it both, out. Flo, Flo I, I feel the same as you. I think he's doing the both, but like to the point where I don't know what he's going to do, but like, I probably would be frustrated if I was him. You, I I cannot, sit here and feel like Conte is happy with his lot Mm. unless he knows more than we know. You know, I I can't think to myself, why would he stay for that? Why? Why? I mean, he said yes, though.
1: So like there's part of me, he said no in the summer and then he said yes after Nuno Espirito Santo got fired. So it's like Carl was saying in the Wrights House group, like what has changed in that time? If he said no in the summer, then he's probably put extra thought into it I don't know. I, I don't actually have that much sympathy for Conte with this because I think someone as astute as him knows exactly what he's walking into. Mm. Mm. The only thing I can, f- I can feel a little bit of sympathy with is maybe if they didn't get some highlighted targets in January. But I actually thought, and we actually said this on Stadio, that I thought they had an okay window in January. I thought bringing in um, Kulosevsky, and Ben Tancor yeah, were yeah. two really, really, really good signings.
0: Yeah, exactly. This
1: wasn't a long time ago that Spurs had all of those games in hand mm. and it was looking very, very rosy. Yeah, yeah. But that seems to have been a bit of a theme of the Premier League this season. Like, a fortnight can change everything. Like, look at Everton already. Yeah. Like, just that win yeah. has really pulled them out of trouble not out of trouble, but away from the trouble that they look like they're going into.
2: Yeah, but people don't understand that, that those. What happens when you do pull away like that? Right, it gives like Newcastle now. There's an energy and a confidence that, it, that even if you're, even like if you're a, a point away from, if you've been in the, the, the relegation um, zone for, for like all the season and, and you're a point out of it, your attitude and your mental state is so much far is so far superior to the guys still in there. Because you've lived, you've lived in there all the time. So just being out gives you an extra boost, an extra kind of like incentive to kick on again. And I think that Everton will do that. I think Newcastle will do that. I think Brentford are actually going the other way, in the way that they they can't seem to find it. And the same with I think the same with um, with Tottenham. They, we know that they've got the capability, but they, they can't seem to put it together. Man United the same. I think Arsenal. Arsenal've got a great and and I think what we said at the start of this right you're, you're absolutely right and you are as well Flo can we recognize that this is it have we got the players that realize that if it's going to have to be 1-0 to the Arsenal have we got those players who are going to defend resolutely and then take that half a chance you know that's why I think there's more emphasis on set pieces there's more emphasis on the small mm-hmm. margins for Arsenal because that's what's going to get us over the line whereas you look at if Tottenham click Son Kane, if if Man United click Ronaldo, you know what I mean. Well, not even Rashford, but Sancho. They've got the kind of players Bruno Fernandes that can do stuff. You know, West Ham. I feel that their their squads, their squad. I don't think with the Euro, the Europa League are going to be able to sustain. I, I wish they could. Tough, I think yeah. if it's going to be tough for him, I think it would be better for them if they weren't in that because it's going to come so thick and fast the Europa League. You know what I mean, David Moyes. If you're David Moyes now, do you say do I? try and go and and win the Europa League which is going to be very tough for West Ham or do I try and blast into the top four or do I do Premier do I do Europa League next year because like look what happened with Leicester Leicester they had two goals at it, fifth fifth and then it's just like it's just like gone oh fuck it we've got to do that oh fuck's sake Mm -hmm. it feels like that with Leicester and you've seen Brendan Rodgers now and Brendan Rodgers he's digging out players he's saying things we're hearing players want to leave. This one's not happy. That's not happy. He's saying players think they're better than they are. That is the kind of thing that you, you, you don't want from a team that is trying to break into the elite. You need to be together more than any. This is the test. Finishing fifth twice, you come back and you regroup, you bring a couple more players in, you get those players back from injury and stuff, and then you, you go again. That's how you try to break it. You don't like capitulate, oh, I want to leave now. And that's what it looks like for me a lot of the Leicester There's a couple of Leicester players that to me have, I've done my run. I've done my run. I've got to go now. I've got to go somewhere where it's happening.
0: I feel like as well, they're just, I mean, I think I've said this on when I went into to PLP last week and, and was talking about Leicester a lot, which is, I think they just, they've reached the end of the cycle, both the squad and the manager. I think sometimes you just reach a, uh, a natural conclusion with uh, the group that you've worked with. And I think also wow. they've, got, they've got a mix. They've got a mix of players who've been there for a very long time, like Schmeichel, Vardy, part of the title winning team, mm. won the FA Cup, have been there, seen a lot. Maybe they need to move on. In, and then they've got a few players like Patson Daka who so much potential very good player mm, mm. but are trying to come into a, a group that's existed for a while and it's a bit of a mishmash mm. so something's got to give and I don't know if it's going to be the old guard moving on and realising they've, you know, their time is done or it's going to be Brendan Rogers moving on but I don't think regardless I don't think a new manager coming in is going to change things that much because I think the squad is kind of split at the moment mm. and there needs to be a refresh of some sorts in either capacity.
2: And something needs to happen at Leicester. Although we're not, although we're talking top four, I just felt like, because the pressure of trying to get in there, I was trying to make, make the point for West Ham. You know, if I'm looking at how, how it's happening for Leicester, I want to get in the top four as soon as I can. Now, I'm not saying you got to at Europa League, but I'm going to put my eggs in the, in the, um, trying to get in the top four basket, because you know, you'll end up in the, in the Europa League anyway, rather mm. than what? Mm. Try and win that fucking tournament. It's too tough.
1: It's a hard tournament. For West Ham,
2: right. with West Ham squad, it's too tough to win that tournament and now we're getting into the real, the the, the, the crux end of that tournament. It's going to, the game's come quick and fast and it's top teams. It's going to well, cost Real won
1: it last season and they didn't have a hugely deep squad, you know, mm. but Unai Emery's kind of been there and done it in the Europa League. Exactly. But we're, record, we're recording this on Tuesday, by the way, and by mm. the time this comes out, Manchester United could be in the top four or, yeah, Brighton could have overtaken Spurs. Wow! Or neither. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> they draw. Yeah, that's the thing. You go into
2: like the game is. You go into this Brighton game, and we know how well coached they are. They've, that's going to be tough for Manchester United.
1: So, in short, after all of this, we have no idea how the top. <laughs> no,
2: no. Right, come yeah, no. And that's
1: why so just, you
0: know that's why we love the game, right? That's why, that's why, that's why we yeah, love, love this beautiful game.
1: There you go. You got a podcast out of it.
2: <laughs> but someone, I heard someone say so lovely, say it's like four bald men um, fighting over a comb to get into top four. It's wow. a great line. It's a great line.
0: It is true though. Well, I
2: mean, it was like this a couple
1: of years ago. Do you remember when Arsenal were nailed on uh, yeah. under Emery and then they just absolutely fucked it right at the yeah. end.
0: I think it's, I think what has been positive though is the teams that are in with a shout for that four for that fourth spot has really changed over time and I think that's really positive is it's far broader there's a lot more teams in contention and it's not the usual suspects I think that is good for the league that like teams are showing that they can compete it's just a little bit funny that certain clubs in North London keep Shit in the bed.
2: Shit in the bed. Hey, shit in the money bed, baby.
1: Hey, listen, I don't, like, I don't want to stick myself in confession again, but you know, <laughs> Thomas Tucker wants to keep one eye out. Just saying, just saying.
2: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centres or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Can I ask you a question? Yeah, man, what? Well, was Valentine's Day this week, right? Yeah. And it reminded me of, a, of an anniversary. What one? When you signed for Burnley.
2: I signed for Burnley on anniversary. Yeah. On Valentine's Day. Was it 22 years ago? Is it 2000, right? Yes. So that was Valentine's Day. Yeah. Romantic. It was. It was um, the same kind of weather as we're getting today as well. It was really grey and blustery. Do you remember the day? Do you remember when you signed? It was brilliant. It was unbelievable. People came. There was loads of people came there. It was, I didn't think they were expecting it like it happened. I wasn't expecting it like it happened. You know, because when it came, when it came about, I was so close to going to Millwall. Were you? Yeah, I was close because I I wanted to go to Millwall. And at the time, I think they had Keith Harris and Mooney up front. You know what I mean? Millwall, I I watched the first game there when I was nine. I would love to have had a little spell at Millwall simply because it's the first place I ever saw a football match and I could have finished my career there. It could have been nice, but to play in front of their fans, which I don't know why I, I wanted to do that. But now, when I look back now, But it was something I wanted to do. But then I remember when Stan called me and he said, I said, yeah, I'll come Stan. I'll come because like he was the coach that really set me on the path of trying to get to the top. He was the one who coached me. He was the one who coached into me to never, ever be satisfied um, with what you've done. You know, every single training session, you should get something. What did you do today? So I'm coming into training session today. I'm not going to give the ball away once in training session. Bam. If you give it away, you failed in that training session. You've got to work to perfection. You know, I'm going to play, I'm going to only going to, I'm going to control everything with my left foot today. I'm going to work off my left foot today. Bam. I'm going to make sure that every single shot I have it goes on targets. He gave me that kind of like, um, that kind of coaching and working on everything every single day. And so I said, yeah, I'll go to stands because he wanted us to get promotion. He said, we've got a good chance. And we And and we and we done it. We got promotion. It was amazing. It was brilliant dressing room. It was a brilliant dressing room to be in because, The guys are journeymen guys, guys are coming, coming towards the end of it, but like they were never ever going to be in the Premier League and stuff like that, but they were a great bunch of guys, you know, and we, we got promotion and it was a brilliant way for me to end my career, to be honest. So you were only there, what? Three months? Three, four months. Three, four months. Yeah. Yeah. I made a lasting impression. (laughs) <laughs>
1: the thing is <laughs> is that because is that because you kept eating all his chocolates
2: well to be honest did someone tell you I used to go to his house because did he used someone to have these, tell me
1: about it there's a fucking athletic piece about it <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know I used to do because I, everybody used to call me the son of Stan I used I literally could do anything there to the point where I just used to take the mickey out the rest of the guys and when Stan would say to, to everybody, no tackling, I would still be tackling. And when anybody else tackled, he'd send them off, send them off the training field. I said, no tackling, what the fuck's wrong with you? He said, look at right, he' right, he's tackling. I said, you fucking shut up and stop tackling. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. And I used to go to his house and his kids, Um, Chris and Danny, and I used to bite half of them and put them back in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You, oh my God, you sound like worst nightmare.
2: Fucking absolute rascal. Literally, (laughs) Literally. absolute rascal. Me and Mitch, and and he used to, what's it called? Families, they used to have a family like meeting. Who fucking done it? That's because that's what he was like. Who's fucking bitten? (laughs) Oh, he's (laughs) a Gateshead boy, right? Yeah. He was amazing. He was amazing. I remember there was one time there's a great, one time we was getting ready, I can't remember who was going to play Reading, no, Gillingham, and Gordon Armstrong, he was, really, like I say, really good pros, and, we, so he picked the 11, and then the substitutes, and I was substitute, and I, I don't think Gordon was involved, and, um so, he says, right, the 11, who have picked, over there, the subs, and, so, so I was with the subs, but I went with the, <laughs> I went with the 11 anyway, and then Gordon Armstrong went, under, he kind of said it under his breath, yeah, you know, fuck me! I thought we was all pissing in the same pot, right? And I thought, fuck you know. I got and I looked round because I know, I knew that the gaffer would hear that, and he had this way about him. He'd have a smile when he's going to say something to you, and he went like that. What did you say, Gordon? And I thought <laughs> <laughs> I thought his Gordon was going to say nothing, but he said it again. He said, "Sorry, gaff, I just thought we was all pissing in the same pot." And he went, "Fuck off." Fuck off fuck off back into the training ground. Fuck off and take your mate with you. Jepson, fuck off with him. It was like so funny. But to be somewhere where it was such so intense and so and, and so so organized, because he was so organized, Stan, with what we were doing. we were very difficult to beat. We had Steve Davis there and Crichton in goal, my mate Mitchell Thomas at centre-off. Like it was a very strong, strong team. And In the end, like I said, we had Glenn Little. Remember Glenn Little? is this really skillful. It was so organised. It was really refreshing. I used to come off the bench and do some bits for him, but it was an amazing time there. It
0: sounds like a great
2: time. Oh, it was an amazing time. You know what we used to do on a Friday? They used to have a court session and he used to be in charge. So you weren't allowed to- it's the like kangaroo court. court. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard and, about this. Uh, the the, the England,
0: m- the Lionesses one apparently was in its day, in the glory mm. days, was particularly I'm spicy.
2: Not, no, but this one, it's amazing because what happens is you have to do things through the week. Like, for instance, if you leave your training top, if you go to the showers without your slippers on, if you haven't put your gear and stuff. So everybody, it's kind of like, it's not grassing up, but it's like- Snitch central. Rep- snitch central. So and so any other business, it would be like that. And that sort of stuff. And I, for, I remember there's one time, I think I had a wee or something and I didn't ask for permission to wee. And you know what I mean? Went into a whole thing. And I'd done this magnificent defence for myself and Stan let me off and they all went fucking mad because you have you to- You can't pe-
0: handle the truth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it went really- such a teacher's pet at 36
1: before retiring. This is like this, Ian Wright signs for Burnley the in the kind of twilight of his career and should have been an absolute, you know, should have been a- a mentor and leading by example. And he nah. was the one who was like on trial every week. At the on Gang trial World. every week.
2: It was brilliant, man. I, I, I can't tell you how great that was. And it's good that you remind me of that because like I get a lot of love from Burnley fans. It's funny, I got to mention a fan. Some, Ryan, someone said to say hello to all of us. Um, his name's Toby. I met him in the pub um, yesterday. And he says he loves Stadio. He loves right his ass and he loves ah. everybody involved. And he just wanted me to say, say hi to everybody flow. Oh, thanks Toby. Aww. So thanks, Toby. Toby's, to, Toby's giving love, but like yeah, t- you know what? Love on a day of love was yesterday, which I didn't get much love, but like, yeah, Burnley was a beautiful time for me. Beautiful.
0: Righty, you didn't buy yourself the uh, M&S pie love you uh, meal for one then. No, nah.
2: I made, <laughs> I made, like I said, I made pasta for myself and videotaped it and sent it to my wife.
1: <laughs> that little last stint of your career, I find really mm. interesting because obviously, why? Right. Well, it was quite London-centric. So you have like Palace, Arsenal, mm. West Ham. Mm-hmm. And you go to Nottingham on loan. Celtic. Mm. You're north of the border to no. one of the greatest cities in the world, Glasgow.
2: Did, what do you think of Glasgow? You- it, was, it was scary. It was, uh, it was a scary one because obviously being there with Celtic, right? Oh, you yeah, don't true, know. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know who you're meeting. I
0: don't think. I don't think people in 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 England we don't truly like realise how no, wild
2: no. that rivalry yeah, is. So wild. I, I, to, I, wild. I, I, I I did. I didn't come out. You know, and, and Paul Lambert. Paul Lambert. What a man. Paul Lambert would come and pick me up every day if he, if I needed to He'd drop me off. He'd make sure I'm all right. You know what I mean. Get me around to his house. I'd stay around his house and stuff like that. If you were involved with the Celtic fans, like I remember, me and Enric went for lunch. It was literally like the Pied Piper.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. The people just started following us. Well, well, following Enric. I've never seen anything like it. The adulation. I've never seen anything like it apart from probably if Michael Jackson was walking in London, he'd probably get that same kind of love what Enric got when we, when we left the restaurant and going to our car. I've never seen anything like it. You know, it was, it was, it was amazing. So if you're, the Celtic fans were amazing to me, Mm. but like, um, in the main, it was intense, but like Burnley, brilliant. Me and Mitchell were in Burnley. We had um, we, we rented this house. We had two. We bought these two unbelievable lazy boy chairs. A it's 50, like
0: Joey and like, John from <laughs> Friends. Yeah, did you massive,
2: did like, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> massive. We're literally are massive like t- massive 15 inch TV, gas fire, and literally two blankets, and we, that's where we li- we lived in those chairs. Living the dream. Living the chairs. dream. And they'll get up, go training. Kids would come round. you sign stuff for the kids. People would come round and stuff like that. Just, all the fucking curtains were drawn. Everything was dark. If you came in there, it was dark. It was two men living without a trace of anything, else, any, of anybody around them. It was ridiculous. Oh, I'm glad. Do you, do you, how, do you, how often do you get back to Burnley? Well, to be honest, it's not often because, you know, they... It's too big. What I do now, right, it's every day. Like mm. football. And at, and at the moment, the games are in the week and I'm working on the weekends. It's very tough to get there. It's very tough to get to anywhere. I can't even get to Arsenal games properly. Palace games, you know, but, you know, that's the way it is at the moment. So Flo, the, the Lioness is Canada. I'm quite excited, uh, Flo, simply because we need a fucking test, man. You know what I mean? We scored 53 goals unanswered you know with the teams that we played against um it's going to be interesting to see what Serena does simply because we've be, we we've been able to take liberties and i'm worried that we didn't even though we were going to beat those teams easy we didn't play in a way that could tell me something about what we're going to do flow so i'm i'm quite worried about coming up against a very resolute canada side
0: yeah got- definitely and i think also Over the last couple of years, whether it was under Phil Neville uh, or in the sort of interim Mm. time after that, England have shown that they they don't really know how to defend Mm. um, and they haven't been tested at all in their World Cup qualifying campaign. So we still don't know if they can defend. So Mm. I think this is going to be really important. I think- They've scored goals. They've missed a lot of chances though. Yeah. So I think there's still a ruthlessness that's, that's missing there, but they have not had to defend at all. Murray Upps has made about mm. two saves across what, like maybe six games at this point. So mm. they need to be tested. Um, and I think it's it could be a rude awakening slash wake up call with a few months to go before the Euros, or it could be putting down the marker and showing that this team are serious business and are potential euros winners. So I'm excited th- to see which yeah. which which one they fall on.
2: I think we we probably I wouldn't mind us having a bit of both of them because I think that the the, the ladies will be very welcoming of this kind of competition. And they're
0: they're very excited for you know it. You know what I mean? They're very they should excited
2: be. I'm I'm I want to see what's going to happen with the defense because obviously Alex Greenwood's going to play. Is it going to be Millie Bright, Leah Williamson? Leah Williamson probably, especially against some of these midfields. Even against the Canadian midfield, I th- I think that um, Leah could play in there, maybe with Kira. Definitely,
0: I and think that- I think she I think it should be Greenwood and Bright and, and Williamson yeah. should sit in front. I think right. that's perfect.
2: Yeah, and I, and at some stage I don't know what's going to happen with Ellen White. I know she probably starts. Um, I saw her, I watched her the other day against United. She's her form's not not great. It's not it's not great. Um, she didn't do very well, and even in these games have watched and we've beaten the teams very easily, but I've not seen the link up play, the hold up play, the, in, the energy. That, so we know that she's our tournament like Maverick, um, but she, I, I'm not sure we're going to see the best of her in this. And I, and when you look at Fran Kirby, when you look at Ella Toon and the way they play, I know that Lauren Hemp could get the ball in or Beth Mead can get the ball in, but I think we, at some stage, Flo, we should try Fran Kirby, how she plays, with Chelsea off of somebody like mm. that that nine, like that, the, you know, dropping off as well, you know, that second nine, we need to find another way. Frank Kirby false nine. Yeah, Frank Frank Kirby can do that. I think Elatoune could do that. I think yeah, Elatoune,
0: that- Elatoune has definitely shown she can do that this season. I think the positives for England is they've got great width. They've mm. got really, really good attacking players on, on both wings, mm. but it's through the middle that I feel like they're really lacking at the moment. Um, mm. And, Uh, Yeah, like you said, Ellen White is a monster when it comes to major tournaments. But I think regardless coming off the back of a difficult season like she's had, we need to be we need to be creating we need to be having a bit more of a killer instinct in the box. There's not Mm. much of that going on at
2: the moment. Yeah, we need more need more goals from that.
0: And Canada Canada are a really good team. I mean Ashley Lawrence.
2: Yeah, she's gonna uh, cause Lauren Emps some problems.
0: One of the best fullbacks in the world, mm. deserves a lot more global recognition. And I think she could, she could really eat this
2: tournament. Chapman, Chapman on the other side with Beth Mead, Alicia Chapman. She calls her, a pro- I think that what we're going to see with Lauren Hemp is like Ashley Lawrence blasting her that way as well. Cause again, we haven't seen anybody putting that kind of pressure yeah. on, on a Lauren Hemp, you know what I mean? On a, or maybe on a Beth Mead at international level. You know, we can't, we can't go into that tournament for me with the midfield that we've had, you know. I know we've got two number it we we've got Katie Zellum and Jordan Nobbs really as the two maybe number eights who could play there.
0: I think Jill Scott is a good option. I don't think Katie Zellum should start. I don't think she's, I don't think she's good enough to start in oh. an, in England first team. I haven't seen enough from her this season to to make me think that she could start and and compete. I think I would opt for someone like Scott or Nobs alongside a Walsh and potentially a Williamson in, in that defensive midfield role, and and then look for some look for some energy on the
2: width. Canada themselves, they're kind of a, a counter attack team, quick. Mm. You know what I mean? So Leah, I'm thinking like. Okay, Alex. Brilliant left foot, fantastic. Millie Bright, Millie, the pace. If they do catch us on the break because we're not going to be controlling the midfield, then I worry for Millie Bright's pace. And this is where maybe Leah, again, do we need two holding midfielders against Canada, like Kira Walsh and Leah? Whereas we might need Leah's pace at the back. I, I, you know, I don't know because there's, like I say, the the, the games that we've had up to this point um, in our qualifying have told me nothing. Mm. All I know is that, you know, we're not ruthless enough, even though we've scored loads of goals and people for me should have been playing at a much quicker tempo just so as in, when you get to this level of teams we're playing now, Spain, Canada, Germany, we're kind of ready because I think this could be a fucking massive wake up call.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: I'm excited for the games because like, I want to see something just like the ladies do.
0: But I think what's also good is I think it's, It's amazing to know that they've managed to put this together with some of the best teams in the world. Mm, And then mm. you look at what the US has been left with, with the She Believes Cup and you're like, okay, we have stockpiled like some of the best teams in the world right now mm. and they're going to mm. be playing on English soil to prepare England for a home Euros.
2: That's Amazing. a bit of
0: a luxury to be honest. Yeah. That's a bit of a luxury no one else is is kind of getting that. And we're also preparing Spain and Germany for that tournament too. Like they're getting mm. something out of this, but I think it is really really important for preparations for that and to get people excited about that tournament as well.
1: And you have like three potential favorites all getting a good look at each other beforehand. Yeah. yeah.
2: For us to get that caliber of um of of opposition. It's, it's kind of like Ian Wright at Burnley Energy, bro. Just getting anything you want. Eating all the chocolates. Eating all the chocolates and putting them back. <laughs> get those lazy boys. It's, it's, guys, I'm going to have to leave you. All right. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna have to say thanks, man. You're bouncing? Can you can say well, you're going to bounce? So it's not like I'm throwing you out. I'm going to bounce. I'm you're gonna bounce. Are you off as well? Yeah, I'm off. Oh. I've got to go. I've got to go. Oh, well, listen. Thanks for coming. Flo, what happened to my picture? Where is it? Remember I'm, the I'm bringing
0: it. Next week, I'm in with my friend and I'm going to get it.
2: Okay nice it's coming. thanks a lot um, Ryan I love you man
1: love you too man I'm gonna leave you gonna leave you alone again go and, go and watch another better Midler film
2: <laughs> no it's no what's nice is that I could go to the Premier League and all of a sudden I just bump into Flo yeah see my dad Take daughter to work <laughs> thanks man I love you guys have fun man much love much love thank you very much for listening everybody um, really enjoyed that um, thank you very much to Ryan thank you very much to Flo we'll see you again next week and you know what can I say have a great week hey listen like I said in the, it's not bad to cry sometimes man Just have a little cry. It helps. See you next week, everybody.